TLC weekend. TLC is uh, tables, ladders, and chairs, for those of you who don't know. Why the hell am I so excited for this? It's probably out of all year, other than the big four pay-per-views and Evolution, it's probably the pay-per-view I'm the most excited about, with the exception of maybe uh, Super Showdown. That's only because I went, though. But why, I don't know. I'm so excited about this. I'm not mad that I'm excited about it, obviously, but... I'm certainly excited about it. There's a lot of, there is a lot of matches. Um, I think it is a little overcrowded, but it will be fine. Um, but the main matches are just really grabbing my interest, especially on the SmackDown side. Everyone knows how Raw has been as of late. But, um, yeah, TLC looks fun. A um, few things to run down before pr- the prediction show. That may come up again during the predictions, but Vince McMahon is returning to Raw on uh, next week. So, in WWE's post, it said, Vince McMahon returns to Raw to shake things up. Um, I don't know what that means. I would assume it wouldn't be a superstar shake-up in December, but you never know because the rosters are so thin at the moment with injuries and stuff like that, and just everything's a little running a little stale especially on raw so i mean who knows maybe we're getting a that kind of shake up or maybe there's something else but um obviously wwe uh this past week on raw acknowledged the fact that raw has been a little lackluster and the ratings have been slumping and stuff like that so maybe it's got something to do with that um obviously the stuff that happens at tlc with baron corbin whether he is the gm or not will play into that maybe um kurt angle comes back who knows but um, that is something really to look forward to. It is whenever Vince is on the screen, something happens. So, I mean, there's that um, for anything less. But I don't know. I, I've learnt with um, Raw especially is to not get my hopes up too much because you never know. But Vince is Vince and he's always entertaining. Regardless, um, TLC. Now, like I said, there's I think there's 12 matches on the card. Yeah, there's 12 matches, which I assume one of them will be on the kickoff, probably the Mixed Match Challenge final, considering who the fuck is in it. But, um, yeah, I mean, 12 matches is a lot to sit through in four hours, but well, five hours with the kickoff. Um, but that's WWE's philosophy is more, more, more. But, I mean, I'm not going to change that, so there's no point in complaining about it. Um, I love wrestling. I'm still going to sit there and watch it even if it went for 12 hours. So that's just how I am. Um, let's get into predictions because, you know, it's fun. Oh, I do have to say, head to my Facebook and my Twitter as well, um, both at Wrestling Reverb, because there's some polls for TLC that I'm releasing over the next couple of days. Um, you know, I'd like to get your take on who you think is going to walk away champions and what's going to happen. There's all different kinds of little polls. It's not just who you think is going to win. There'll be some other little polls as well. But um, I've been, especially on Facebook, have been getting a lot of response from that. So that's fun. Um, yeah, it's just fun to get your take and not just live in my little world. So, yeah. Um, let's head into TLC predictions. We'll first start with the Mixed Match Challenge Finals. We've got Carmella and R-Truth, The Fabulous Truth versus Alicia Fox and Jinder Mahal, Mahalisha. Now, the Mixed Match Challenge had its um, issues this time with injuries. Um, just let me remind you that the original team of Alexa Bliss and Braun Strowman became Ember Moon and Kurt Hawkins. So, I believe every team... 
with the exception of maybe Miz and Asuka, changed except for these two in the final. I'm probably wrong, but um, if there if it wasn't just them three, then it wasn't too many more that didn't change. Um, now, the mismatch challenge is a different animal. It's just different. It's more comedy focused. It is. I've actually really enjoyed the mixed match challenge. Just taking it for what it is. It's comedy. It's fun. It's meant to be a little different. It shows different sides of people. That's not my issue at all. I love that kind of stuff. I love, you know, the stuff that Fabulous Truth have been doing. Although I do believe it's running a little dry. It is running a little long. Um, I just think they haven't done enough to evolve it. It's just dance breaks, and I mean, it's getting a little old. But whatever. Um. And I don't care what anyone says. I'm a fan of Alicia Fox. I think she's an underrated gem of WWE. Do I think she's, you know, main event material? No, I don't. But I just think that she has been there, what, 11, 12 years at this point. Um, and she's just fun to watch. I don't know. A lot of people don't like her. I can see why people don't like her. But I do. But um, anyway... This is for the number 30 spot in the Royal Rumble and I think an all-expenses-paid vacation or some BS. But, um, I mean, the number 30 spot, obviously, then, isn't winning the Royal Rumble. So, I would say Carmella and R-Truth are going to win this. Um, and I think R-Truth will probably run out in the Women's Royal Rumble. That's my... And he'll think he's in the Women's Royal Rumble. But, you know, is what it fucking is. But I might pick... Carmella and R-Truth, the fabulous truth. And I'm assuming that'll be on the kickoff. That's just my take. Um, Let's head into the triple threat tag team title match for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. I'm kind of surprised that this wasn't the ladder match, or at least a stipulation match. Um, But nonetheless, it would still be fun. We've got the Usos versus the New Day versus the current SmackDown Tag Team Champions, The Bar. Um, For this one, I believe that The you see, I I really want to say the Usos, but I'm leaning more towards the bar. I think the bar will retain. I think this will be a fun match. I think this will probably kick off the show. And, you know, those three teams are just fun. They're just fun. Fun to, fun to watch. Fun to, yeah. It's just... The tag team division on SmackDown is obviously a lot better than Raw. I mean, Raw don't even have a tag team title match on the card. Um, they've been dealing with um, peeing and stuff like that. So, you know, SmackDown's tag team division is just has a lot more depth to it than Raw's. I mean, that's really no surprise at this point. But I think the bar will retain in a probably a really fun match. Um, next, we have Elias and Bobby Lashley in a ladder match, but the... Um, object of this one is there will be a guitar hanging up high, and the first one to grab it can use it on their opponents legally. Now, um, ladder matches are fun. These kind of ladder matches just, um, don't really do it for me. But it's like, if you remember in, like, 2011 or 2012, um, we had Triple H and Kevin Nash in a sledgehammer ladder match. We know how that went. Obviously, Elias and Bobby Lashley are a little bit more agile than a Kevin Nash or a Triple H in that time, but, I mean, it'll be fine, Leo Rush will get involved, um, I'm thinking Bobby Lashley will take this one home, I think they have more plans for Bobby, although, I mean, Elias is really hot at the moment, I'd still go Bobby Lashley, and hey, the big man's ass, you get to see the big man's ass, 
you can just tell when he's doing that he's not real thrilled. But I mean, I enjoy it. I find it entertaining. I try to take anything I can from Raw, and if that's going to entertain me, I'm just going to leave it at that. I mean, I'll take anything from Raw at this stage. But Bobby Lashley is my pick, I think. Anyway. Next, we have Drew McIntyre versus Finn Balor. Now, this one isn't a um, stipulation bout, but also it seems as if Finn Balor is not going to be cleared to compete. He's got some kind of unknown illness. Um, so, my guess would be that if Finn doesn't com- compete, I believe it will probably be Dolph. It just makes the most sense. Regardless of Finn or Dolph being in the match, Drew McIntyre is taking this one home. He is the project of Raw. He is what they want to make the biggest star, and he's well on his way. He's very, very, very good. And that Claymore kick is my fucking god. That Claymore kick is real fucking brutal. I absolutely love that move. But Drew is taking this one home. Um, Regardless of whether he fights Finn or Dolph, it'll be a good match. Um, Finn and Dolph don't really have bad matches, and Drew McIntyre certainly does not have bad matches. So Drew takes this one home. Next, we have Buddy Murphy versus Cedric Alexander for the Cruiserweight Championship. Um, A rematch from WWE Super Showdown, which I think was one of the best matches that WWE put on all the year. Um, Buddy Murphy is just incredible. Um, One of the best talents come out of Australia in the WWE, I think. Um, And Cedric Alexander is great. Um, I expect a killer match. These two will have a lot of fun in there. I do think Buddy Murphy retains the championship. I think he is um, the superstar of 205 Live in terms of just overall. Um, I think there's a lot of great workers on 205 Live. Um, Side note, I love how they're starting to slowly put a little bit more spotlight on those guys because ever since Super Showdown, I have been... um, a little more invested in 205 Live. I'll be a little more open to watching it. I didn't watch it before Super Showdown. I've watched a couple of episodes since Super Showdown. Well, more than a couple. Um, but um, And it's actually a really good show. It is really fun. I'll be more likely to watch clips on YouTube and just little bits um, and actually keep up with the product. Um, their match at Survivor Series, Buddy Murphy and Mustafa Elite, I think, with the exception of maybe Charlotte and Ronda, I think it stole the show. I think it was... Absolutely incredible. Um, Those guys just know what they're doing in the ring. And I love how they've been integrating them on SmackDown and Raw. Mustafa fought uh, Daniel Bryan this week. Good showing. Leo Rush. Um, Obviously, with Bobby Lashley, he fought Elias this week. Um, I just think it's good. Slowly but surely, they're investing more time into the product and allowing the guys to kind of float around Raw and SmackDown, which is, I think is perfect. It gets more eyes onto 205 Live. It gets more eyes on those guys. It gets them to showcase their talent. Um, but back to the match, I think this match will be really, really good. Um, yeah, but I think Buddy goes home with this one, retains the championship. I think he is in for a lengthy reign. Um, coming up next, we have Natalia and Ruby Riot in a tables match. Um, now... This rivalry has had its fair share of chatter, if you will. Um, This rivalry has been going on for a little while now. So the Riot Squad and Ruby in particular have been um, uh, disrespecting Natalia in the sense of her late father, Jim the Anvil Neidhart. She has been... uh, She broke her... uh, Broke Jim's 
sunglasses that Nat- Natty had. Um, she made a table with Jim's face on it, or Jim's likeness. Um, now, a lot of people are not impressed with this storyline. It has its fair share of hate. Um, okay, so this is my take on Ruby and Natty and using the late Jim Neidhart's um, death to enhance the story. Um, it's pro wrestling. It is a fictional show. It is... Okay, so people always clamor that they want edginess, they want the Attitude Era, and this is something that would take place in the Attitude Era, in my opinion. This is something that would... Um, it is edgier content, it, it tugs on people's heartstrings. If anything, it makes us want to see Natalia kick Ruby's ass more. And Natty come out in an interview and said this past week, she is fine with this storyline. She said it's therapeutic. And if Natalia, the daughter of Jim the Anvil Nightheart, is fine with it, then everybody else should shut the fuck up and be fine with it. That is my opinion. I'm fine with it. I think it's... Yes, there is some things that I'm like, okay, there's probably other ways to generate heat. But at the same time, this is real life. They're using the real life element. I just feel that it's pro wrestling and as pro wrestling fans, we should expect this kind of stuff anyway, regardless of your thoughts on it. But my thought on it is just, I'm okay with it if Natalia is okay with it. And if Natalia is okay with it, I'm on for the ride. And I think Ruby is an evil heel. And if anything, um, I am happily going to watch Natalia put Ruby through a table. Um, I think Natty wins this one. There's no other way to go about this one. Natty puts Ruby through a table. She overcomes the numbers of the Riot Squad. And on another note of that, I'll be watching TLC with people that don't generally watch wrestling. They know what it is. Um, I wouldn't even say they're casual fans. They're people that want to be fans, but they're not people that watch wrestling all the time. I'm going to have to do a lot of explaining during TLC of who people are, um, what is going on. This story is one that I know for a fact that they're going to have their opinion on because they might see it as this is a TV show. I've explained to them what pro wrestling is. They know what it is to a certain degree. Um, But I have to explain that they're using an actual real-life story in their storylines. And I know it's going to generate some some conversation. So, um, I'm going to explain to them exactly what I said now. This is pro wrestling. This is what happens. This is edgy storyline. This is blah, blah, blah. And I know that casual fans generally are going to generate more towards baby faces because they just expect the good guy to come on top. So if anything, they're going to go for Natalia even more because they think Ruby Riot is a piece of crap. So isn't that what we're meant? Excuse me. Isn't that what we are meant to think Ruby Riot is? And the Riot Squad, aren't we meant to think they're pieces of shit that just will do anything to win and do anything to get inside Natalia's head? That's my take on it. She's a heel. She's doing heel tactics. Yes, I understand they're using actual death, but Natty's fine with it. So is Josh. 
But anyway, regardless, Natty wins. Natty puts Ruby through a table. She'll probably put all the members of the Riot Squad through a table for that matter. Um, coming up next, we have Randy Orton and Rey Mysterio in a chairs match. Um, now, since Rey's comeback, I have been very invested in Rey Mysterio. He's fun. He's moving around like nobody's business. He does not move for, uh, at his... He does not move like he should at his age. He should be moving a lot slower, doing a lot of things more sloppy at his age, but he just doesn't seem to age um, in terms of some things. He's you know, keeps things very good. And Randy is on an absolute rampage of taking away everyone we love. You know, Jeff um, and Al Ray. Now, these two have tremendous chemistry. Ray said in an interview a while back, I think it was more than a year ago now that I watched this, but he said when he comes back, he wants to work with Randy. So I'm assuming this is a very um, Ray-orientated move in terms of asking who he wants to work with, maybe, or but it just kind of happened organically at the same time, too. You know, they've been going at it. Randy is just disgusting, takes off his mask, and, you know, does all the Randy Orton things. Now, this being a chairs match, I'm expecting Randy to do some fucked up shit to Ray. I really am. Um, and I can't wait. <laughs> um, like I said, watching it with people who don't watch it, I hope Randy does something gross. But we never know. Um... Who do I think wins? I honestly think Ray wins this one with a roll-up or with some kind of... Something like that. And Randy's going to kill him after after the match. But I think Ray Mysterio takes this one home. And I'm expecting a really, really decent match from these two because I know they can do it and I know they will do it. Um, They're two veterans of business and they're two people that you can tell enjoy working with one another. So I think Ray takes it home with a roll-up or something like that. Just a flashy win. Um, and Randy kills him after. <laughs> okay, next we have the Intercontinental Championship bout between Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. Now, this is something that I know people have not been very happy with me about my opinion on this feud. Um, I know I should be excited for this match, and I know probably that even regardless of the storyline outlook, I think they will deliver a very good match. They know each other very well. They've had brilliant matches in the past. But I was hyped for this storyline when it first happened, when Dean first turned. I thought it was the coolest thing. I thought, you know, with everything surrounding it, I thought it was a very good storyline. And then Dean started talking, and it's just gone completely sour for me. Um, I don't want to watch Dean Ambrose get needles in his ass, nor do I want to watch Dean Ambrose in a Bane mask. I just want to see them fight. I want to see them, you know, have an emotionally filled story. I just, I don't know what's been happening. Um, it should be the best part of Raw, but even in the times that Raw have been, I don't even think it's been the best part of Raw. It's been one of, one of the lackluster parts of Raw. That's saying something at the moment because Raw has been bad, um, plain and simple. Regardless, um, I do expect a good match. I think Dean Ambrose has got this one. Dirty tactics. Dean wins. Yeah. Alrighty, next we have Baron Corbin and Braun Strowman in a tables, ladders, and chairs match. If Baron Corbin wins, he is the permanent general manager of Raw. And if Braun Strowman wins, he gets a shot at the Universal Championship at Brock Lesnar at the Royal Rumble. Um, now, Braun's obviously hurt. We don't know if he's going to compete. 
here is my opinion. Uh, I think Braun isn't going to be cleared. However, I think they could probably do some stuff with it, stuff with him in the ring that does not hurt him. Um, there's two possible outlooks. They either do that and Braun just kills Baron and wins. Or they go with the replacement option of maybe a Kurt Angle. Maybe Kurt takes Baron, uh, Braun's place and Kurt wins. Um, there is also the option of maybe Baron wins, which I don't want because Baron is just... Ugh. It's just that heel authority figure that we don't need right now. It's been done to death. The only person that can see in that role is Stephanie, and she's there sparingly, which is a good thing. You need it sometimes, but not every single week. It just gets very boring very fast. But um, I do think whoever is on the opposite side of Baron wins. I don't think Baron stays GM. Um, I also honestly don't want to see Braun fight Brock again, because if Braun loses again, I just... I don't know. It kind of ruins him. I thought the stuff at the uh, crown jewel shit with him. I thought that was his time finally. Um, but it's just too late. It's just so late. It's just run to the ground. All of his stuff has gotten stale. He has gotten stale. Um, but nonetheless, uh, I do think whoever is on the opposite side of Baron wins, whether it's Braun, Kurt, someone else, or, you know, something else happens. But with Vince coming back in that, I would assume that he's going to announce a new GM. So I think Baron loses. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm not really expecting that much from that match. But, um, you know, it is what it is. I really hope it doesn't go and last because I don't think it deserves it. Um, next, we have the Raw Women's Championship match. Ronda Rousey defending against Nia Jax. Now, this match, um, we've seen it at Money in the Bank. They had a really, really good match. Um, one of Nia and Ronda's better matches. However... Um, you know, this one's a little different. It's a little more personal-driven. And coming off of uh, Nia hitting Becky in the face, she had, oh, just unthinkable heat. Just pure hatred. However, I think that soured a lot. Um, it's just kind of fizzled out. Uh, she's getting the same reaction she was pre-hitting Becky in the face. And I don't know. The stuff with Charlotte and Ronda, I don't think it hurt Ronda. She's still very much liked and very over. But I don't know. There's something for me that's eh, something's missing with Ronda Rousey. And I can't quite put my finger on it. But something's missing. There's just something. I look at her and I'm like, what is missing? I don't know. She's like 90% what we want and 90% what we need as a champion. But there's something missing and I just can't seem to figure out what it is. Uh, Ronda is really good, and she's a natural, and Nia is limited, and she is physically dominating. Um, I've said it in the past, I do think Nia Jax is a little unsafe in the ring, um, but that's coming from a person that doesn't know what they're doing in the ring. So it just that's just from a fan's point of view. But um, Ronda and Nia, I think it will be fine. I don't see Nia Jax winning this one. Um, Ronda's going to overcome the odds with Tamina there. I think Ember Moon maybe gets involved. And I honestly think that at the Royal Rumble, Ronda defends against Ember Moon as a little coming out party for Ember Moon. Um, and to show that Ronda can fight people that um, 
are different in the ring because Ember's very different in the ring. Um, so I do think that we maybe we get Rousey and Ember. I don't think anyone turns on one another. I just think it's a natural, organic kind of thing. Um, but that's my opinion. I could probably, I'm probably am very wrong, but it's it's a bit of a bold prediction. But I do expect Ronda to retain and then fight Ember at the Royal Rumble. Um, speaking of the Rumble, it is probably on par or maybe just a little bit more. I like it more than WrestleMania. Um, I just love Royal Rumble matches. We get two, obviously, with the women and the men. Um, there's always surprises. There's always fun. There's always just... It's just a fun atmosphere to watch the Royal Rumble, whether you're with five people or you're on your own. It is so fun. Um, I don't really know what's going to happen at the Royal Rumble, um, but it'll be a fun time, and it's... You know, still, what, seven weeks until the Royal Rumble, six weeks or some something like that. But um, once we get to the Rumble, that's when we can start gearing up towards Mania. And it's just that fun time. And it's my first Mania season as a podcaster. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm pumping out a lot of content because I love WrestleMania, <laughs> as a lot of people do. Um, so... Last two matches that I'm going to run down. Of course, the WWE Championship match. AJ Styles against the new Daniel Bryan, the WWE Champion. Um, Bryan has been incredible in this heel run, calling us fickle because that's what we are. We are fickle sheep. We follow the pack. We attach onto new things like crazy and throw them out faster than we found them. Um, AJ is fun. This is so fun to watch because now Brian is a heel. They, they're going to go out and have a killer match. Brian is... I'm 99.9% sure that Brian walks away with the WWE Championship. I just don't think that AJ Styles is winning it back. Um, expecting a fun match. Honestly, kind of surprised it's not a stipulation match, but honestly, they don't need it. <laughs> they're just going to kill it, have so much fun, and just tear it up. Daniel Bryan wins, though. That's the end of that for me. And finally, we have the triple threat first ever women's TLC match. Becky Lynch defends against Asuka and Charlotte Flair. 100,000.56789%. This needs to go on last. I don't... There's nothing hotter than this. This is the main event of TLC. Um, it is going to... They're going to steal the show, I think. Um, Becky is the man. We got the queen. We got the empress. Um, now, here is my unpopular opinion on this match, and it hurts me to say this because I don't want to say this, but Becky Lynch is not walking away, TLC, with the SmackDown Women's Championship. I believe Oscar is going to win this one because here is my take. Now, just let, hear me out, okay? Uh, Becky is my favorite, nonetheless. Um, she's, there's no one close to her for me. She's the man. She's the best. She is the face of this company at the moment. Um, I love Charlotte Flair. I think she is probably the best women's wrestler maybe of all time in the WWE in terms of just pure entertainment level. She is a, she is a sports entertainer. Um, Oscar is incredibly sh- just fierce and dominant. And this last, you know, since winning the Battle Royal, she has found her groove again that she lost during the Carmella run and everything like that. Um, there are three very, very hot um, women in terms of momentum. They all have it. They all could win, and it wouldn't feel odd. But here's my take. I think Asuka's walking away, the SmackDown Women's Champion. I think Becky Lynch is going to go on to the Royal Rumble and win it. 
I think Becky Lynch is going to fight Ronda Rousey for the Raw Women's Championship. And I think Asuka is going to get Charlotte to fight her for the SmackDown Women's Championship in a rematch from last year. I think we go with the story that Asuka lost her mystique since losing to Charlotte Flair. And the only way she can get it back is by defending successfully against Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania. That's what I think. And then we have the SmackDown and Raw Women's Championship matches trying to outdo one another at WrestleMania. I think Becky and Ronda is the main event, um, but I think Charlotte and Asuka could probably outdo them in terms of uh, wrestling ability because we know what the kind of matches they had at WrestleMania and even the one on SmackDown this week was killer. Um, That is my take on it. Um, I could be very wrong. Um, Obviously, we could easily go triple threat, Charlotte, Ronda, Becky. I just think it's going to be Charlotte Oscar again. I just think that's the way to go. But Oscar walks away with the SmackDown Women's Championship. I'm expecting an absolutely incredible TLC match. Um, the girls, when they're put in these pressure situations, when they are the biggest thing in wrestling at the moment, um, I just think they rise to the occasion and they over-deliver every single time. Um, coming off, you know, Evolution, where they over-delivered on that pay-per-view as well, and it was incredible. Um and then Survivor Series, Charlotte and Ronda just killing it. I just think they are the main event. And regardless of who wins, it's going to be an incredible match. Um, but that's my take on TLC. Fun show. I'm expecting a really good show. Cap off the year in style. Last pay-per-view of 2018 as we head towards 2019. But I am Josh. This is Wrestling Reverb. I will catch you guys next time. This is not the last time you hear from me this year. I'm going to run down the year. What are my plans for 2019? I'm going to tell you. I'm going to let you in next time on Wrestling Reverb. I will catch you guys. Peace.